10.06 on this Tuesday morning. You may have been paying attention to this next story, or this may be the first you've heard of it. How do I describe Rebel Media? But it's it's an upstart conservative messaging platform. And I'm going to put it out there. You can read what they do at therebel.media. You know the name Ezra Levant. You've probably heard of Brian Lilly. Several commentators, regulars there. We've had Lauren Southern on this show before. You probably remember her quote-unquote debate with Danielle Paradis following the slut walk here in Edmonton. The Rebel, while they fly their own flag to be sure, they pull no punches and they make no apologies. You may be loyal to the Rebel, you may not. But the Rebel, instead of reporting the news, is inserting itself or into or becoming the news because a couple of their reporters, including Alberta Bureau Chief Sheila Gunn-Reed, have been escorted off the premises at the Alberta legislature. And even more recently, they've been told that they're not considered actual journalists. In just a second, we'll have a conversation on who deserves media accreditation at the Alberta legislature, but let's go to the source of the story. Sheila Gunn-Reed joining us over the phone this morning. Hi, Sheila. Hi. This Hi, Ryan. Is, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks Thanks for taking the time to talk yeah. to us. Sheila, how did this all begin? Let's go right back to, to, to the start of this. Okay. Um, well, I, I mean, I've covered the legislature in the past. I was there on budget day. Um, I covered all of the Bill 6 rallies that took place at the legislature. I'm I'm there quite a bit, actually, and I've covered media availabilities with the Premier before. Um, and then for the Royalty Review in Calgary, we had one of our freelancers, Holly Nicholas, in the media lockup for about 90 minutes. And then um, I showed up for the subsequent press conference that was being held afterwards. And I, when I was recognized... Somebody went in, asked Holly if she was with the rebel, and kicked her out. And then we were both informed that neither one of us would be allowed to participate in the press conference. And then after that, we were kicked out of the common area where the other media were standing around waiting for the, the scrums to happen afterwards. We had to wait downstairs. And then a couple days later, Trudeau was in town, and and um, not to be deterred, I... I head back to the legislature to participate in in the uh, media availability there. I sign in the way I normally do, and the um, security told me that I was on a no-go list and that I would not be allowed in. And so I waited politely, waiting for an explanation, and um, someone I assume is head of security had me removed from the property. Mm. And we caught it on tape, so... Yeah, it's and and it's got people talking uh, for obvious yeah. reasons. Sheila, I mean, pardon, it's almost a rhetorical question, but are you, do you assume that this is because your messaging and the messaging from your colleagues at Rebel Media hasn't exactly been government friendly? Yes, I mean, I, I don't assume. I, I, it's clear when we get a, a letter from the Justice Department, a government lawyer, telling us that. The rebel, the the people at the rebel aren't considered journalists, and anyone affiliated with the rebel 
won't be considered journalists. I mean, that's the that's Rachel Notley telling us that even if Walter Cronkite were resurrected from the dead, if he came to work for the rebel, he'd be on a blacklist too. Hmm. That would be a hell of a get for you guys. Uh, no kidding, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Sheila, where are, you, like, where are you going from here? I mean, I can tell you that our text line is, is smoking right now, and people are sort of chiming in from, from all angles. And, and I'll put a couple of questions in front of you in just a second. Sure. But bring us up to speed as of, you know, right this minute. Where are you going with this? Well, what we want, ultimately, is we want assurance that this is not going to happen to us or any other media organization, again, this sets a very dangerous precedent. So we're going to be pursuing legal avenues to ensure that we have a continued right to a free press in Alberta. As far as you know, with the research that you've done, or even maybe what your lawyers have have told you, is is this uh, unprecedented, or has this occurred before? (laughs) So-called alternative media commentators being denied accreditation or access? Not that we can tell with the Alberta government. We know that rabble is involved or allowed into press lockups. And independent blockers like Dave Cornway, he's allowed in. So, I mean, this is targeting of us. I'll let our listeners know we are we are going to talk to Dave Cornwallier after we talk to you. I'm curious yeah. for his take on this as well. Uh, something tells me in a roundabout way, Sheila, that he's going to have to support you on this, which which is why I think this is such an interesting conversation, because I'm hearing from a ton of people going, yeah, to be honest, like Rebel Media, and, and, and some people are, are unabashedly supporting you, of course, and are big fans right. of what you do. But others are saying, listen, I mean, it's not really my style. I don't like their take on, one person says, I don't like their take, you know, targeting Muslims all the time, but they do. there is freedom of speech. And so in a roundabout way, I have to support them on this. And you know what? Quite frankly, I don't want to say that I'm surprised, but I'm very pleased that from the mainstream media, I haven't seen someone at all who's who's not standing with us in our fight for freedom of speech and freedom of the press in Alberta. It, it, I'm the first person to say that I'm not everybody's cup of tea. My boss isn't everybody's cup of tea. Our subject matter matter isn't everybody's cup of tea. But my personal politics aside, I still have a right to do the job I'm doing. Hmm. Topher says, I don't always agree with Rebel, but this couldn't have happened to a better outlet, meaning they won't go quietly into the night. The, <laughs> these guys true. won't let this rest. I mean, to me, Sheila, this is this is a weird battle for the government to pick. I, you know what? It, it's And with probably the worst people they could have picked it with, um, it, it's, uh, it, it's like they haven't heard of us before. We love... A good fight for freedom and um, that really energizes our base and it energizes us we love freedom and we're happy to fight for it so Sheila answer me this this is and this is like probably the most obvious question I mean your boss Ezra Levant in past has insisted he's not a reporter in the context loosely speaking to absolve himself of some journalistic responsibilities so how can on one hand you say hey listen we're not reporters we're not journalists and on the other hand say we, we want the accreditation and the access that would reflect that we are Well, I am a journalist. I wrote a best-selling book about the NDP, and it is not for the government to determine in a free country who who a journalist is or isn't. Yeah, I mean, tell, this book here, This is you're talking about the Destroyers? Yeah. The Destroyers, <laughs> Rachel Notley, and the NDP's war on yeah. Alberta? Yeah. You, you don't make a secret of how you feel. No. But I've no, got to say, I mean, and people are chiming in right now. I mean, someone on Twitter just says to me, uh, please, they're not journalists. They've said they aren't. Ezra says he's a pundit, and Holly says she's a commentator. Uh, let me answer that by saying I am a commentator. 
So so does that mean that I'm not a journalist, Ryan Jesperson? Does that mean that I should be denied accreditation at the legislature? And if I was, do you think that I'd take that? Oh, well, I guess it depends on how friendly you are to the government or how how loud of a critic you are, because I guess that's really what it comes down to right now. There are plenty of opinion writers that are in these media lockups and in the in press conferences. Columnists are not necessarily reporters, and they're allowed in. I, I don't disagree with you one bit. Sean on Twitter says many commentators or pundits get media access all the time. Don't search for technicalities. Uh, Sheila, right. now that I've got you here on the phone, before I let you go, you let us know what's next here with legal action. What's the story you're keeping an eye on? Um, You know what? I am sort of look well i guess this is all really very time consuming but it's been a really crazy heck of a 12 hours um right now my my heart really is with the job losses and and what the government action is going to be both on the provincial and federal level all right uh dave cornway who's going to join us in just a second has just tweeted out that he's attended many government and political press conferences but never a closed media lockup so that that'll be an interesting one to talk with him mimi williams an ndp supporter and and she's known as that says that you're making you're making stuff up sheila she says well i mean the the ndp's response to our legal letter did not dispute the fact that we laid out, it merely disputed whether or not we were journalists. So there's no disputing the facts here. Okay, Sheila Gunn-Reed, the Alberta Bureau Chief for Rebel Media. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us, Sheila. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, Here's what the letter reads, by the way. It's dated February 12th, the letterhead Alberta Justice and Solicitor General. Uh, Dear Mr. Kozak, the lawyer representing Rebel Media in this case, uh, says thank you for your letter of February 8th. Our client's position, the client is the government of Alberta, Our client's position remains that your client and those who identify as being connected to your client are not journalists and are not entitled to access media lockups or other such events. Thank you for writing. Yours truly. Uh, Let me know your take on this. We'll get to someone who's been there. His leanings politically are, are on the complete opposite side of the spectrum than Sheila Gunn reads. We'll find out what Dave Cornwyer has to say about this. He's the guy behind DaveBerta.ca. We'll get to him after this quick break. If you're just tuning in, we're taking on the story of rebel media. Topher told me he just backed up into a lamppost in a parking lot. He's got a place to call to his insurance company. He was in shock that we were talking about rebel media on this show. <laughs> Here's my, t- well, actually, you know what? Let, let, let's, let's not get to my take on this right now because we've got Dave Cornwyer on hold. Plenty of time for my take after this. I think, I think I've been pretty clear. And if I haven't been, we'll clarify. But here's the story. Lauren Gunter in the Edmonton Sun has, has taken up the cause of his former colleague, his former fellow contributor and columnist Ezra Levant, whose team, his Alberta team, is being denied access at the Alberta legislature. Back in January, the NDP held a closed-door lockup, they call it, a sort of a technical briefing when government spokespersons explained details to journalists. So Sheila Gunn-Reed tried to get in there. She was turned away, told the event was for accredited media. There's been a couple of instances following that, so the rebels biting back. They're crowdfunding a legal response to this. They say they want access.
access just like all the other journalists. Dave Cornwyer has been on this show several times. You've likely read his work at DaveBerta.ca. Dave, how would you describe yourself or how do you describe yourself to people? Do you say you're a journalist, a political journalist, a political commentator, a blogger? What do you say? Uh, well, well, I mean, I wouldn't describe myself as, as a journalist. I don't think I've ever really described myself as a journalist. I mean, maybe some, sometimes people have described me as a citizen journalist, but what I really do is I, I, I've been running a political blog about where I write and publish stories about Alberta politics uh, for the past 11 years. So as a well-read and, and well-respected political blogger, the, the recipient of a Lifetime Achievement Award, by the way, I'll point out, do you believe that you should have equal access to government as, say, Don Braid, uh, uh, an established mainstream media columnist? Well, I, I mean, I think that it's important to recognize, and, and maybe this is something that the government and the press gallery and, and the media need to need to figure out, is that the media landscape is changing quite fast. Um, and I mean, we've seen it change quite a bit over the past 11 years uh, since I've started writing this blog. Um, but more recently, with with the layoffs, with the changing uh, of the, well, the ownership of the different media companies, uh, we, you know, we, we are seeing that the media landscape is changing. So, I mean, perhaps it is time that the, you know, the government needs to maybe perhaps meet with the press gallery, meet with independent media uh, bloggers, and and discuss how to modernize access policies to press conferences. I mean, I, want, I just want to touch on something that you, that uh, that your previous uh, guest was talking about. I mean, I've never had as, as a political blogger, I've never had access to a uh, or been invited to a media lockup, like at any kind of technical briefing, as far as I can recall. Um, I've attended numerous press conferences uh, with the PCs in power, with the NDP in power, but I've never been invited to to be, to be a be, be in, in, a, in a kind of a closed door session, like uh, like reporters from the Journal or from. Uh, from the Herald or the Suns would be. In other words, what you're saying is you're not surprised that Sheila Gunn-Reed was escorted out of that lockup. No, and I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know the details behind what exactly happened. I mean, I've been hearing things. I mean, I heard what Sheila's description of it. I've heard descriptions from, from other people who may have been there. Um, so I, I can't really comment on that specific situation. But I will comment on something that I think she mentioned during her interview, and I know Lauren Gunter mentioned in his column today, uh, which when he, he did say some very nice kind words about me, and I, I do appreciate that, but I just wanted to clear, clarify one thing, that with the press conference that the Premier and the Prime Minister held in Edmonton a few weeks ago, uh, from what I was told, and I, now I was not on the list to get into that press conference, but I was told um, from the uh, staff in the Premier's office that that was a decision made by the, by the Prime Minister's office, by the Prime Minister's communications office. So that wasn't a decision made by the, by the Premier's office. That's that's just what I was told. I don't think um, that it's a secret that that Justin Trudeau has had an axe to grind in past with Rebel Media. No, well, they're definitely not uh, uh, um, big fans of, of Prime Minister Trudeau, and I, I don't know uh, specifically if there's been any other interaction between them at, in terms of press conferences. I mean, as far as I know, I think Rebel Media only exists in Alberta, um, so maybe it's only an issue when the Prime Minister visits our province. Dave, I guess, can we acknowledge together that if you support freedom of speech, you can't pick and choose to whom you extend that privilege? I mean, in a sense, as someone who blogs himself, as someone who offers commentary on politics, whether you see eye to eye with the correspondents at Rebel Media, don't you have to support them in this fight? No, I, I, I think in terms of, of who's invited to, who's allowed to attend press, government press conferences, I mean, the government has every right to decide who it will allow in, into a government press conference. 
I think they that, do you know, really. Well, I mean, they have they have the ability to uh, decide who who's allowed access to the building. But I mean, I, I, frankly, I think that I don't see a problem with allowing anyone who anyone who has the ability who is involved in media, whether it's blogs or someone who's writing in the mainstream newspapers, to have access to those press conferences. And this so, yeah, is something I, mean, I, 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 I think it was the wrong. I think it was the wrong thing to do to ban them. Definitely. And, and if I'm especially if I'm an NDP government, but if I'm just a government in general, I'm not I'm not saying that you, you bow down to people or you, you toe the line uh, to reflect the demands of any particular uh, reporting agency or information source. But but if I'm going to pick a fight with someone, I'm not, I, I'm not going to pick a fight with this group because you, you're just feeding it. I described it earlier, and, and I think it's the best. You're throwing gasoline on a fire. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I mean, this is, you know, Rebel Media speaks to, you know, and, and I find a lot of the reporting fairly distasteful, but that's, you know, they, it, we do have freedom of speech in this country. Uh, but but they do speak to a an audience that is is not friendly to the to the NDP government in this province. And I think that this only uh, only throws fuel on the fire. It reiterates their message. I mean, it, it, yeah. just, it, it gives them fertilizer for the next six months. Yeah. Dave, uh, I afforded Sheila the same opportunity to give you a chance to talk about something you're looking ahead to writing on or reporting on. What's going on at DaveBerta.ca? Oh, well, um, I mean, there's a lot going on in provincial politics that's not about rebel media. Um, we have uh, this legislative session is coming up. There's going to be a provincial by-election in the Calgary Greenview, Greenview riding, which is going to be really fascinating because I think it's really going to uh, tell whether – uh, what happens with this whole unite the right kind of movement that are, are, are movements and, and lobbying that's happening between the Wild Rose and the PCs? Um, I think that the the NDP budget that's going to come out in the spring is going to be going to be fascinating to see where where do we go with uh, you know if, if the price of oil stays you know continues to stay low and continues to slump um, you know what what is it what are the next steps that this provincial government is going to take? It's, it's Alberta politics is I mean over the past five years heck over the past ten years has just been absolutely fascinating uh and i and i don't expect it to to become boring anytime soon yeah to say the least dave thanks for your time today thanks for having me on ryan you bet dave cornoyer is the driving force behind daveberta.ca on twitter oliver nielsen says government shouldn't have a blacklist only dictators limit freedom of the press whiskey diaz says rachel notley's albertistan tactics should seriously concern anyone with a dissenting opinion which is a constitutional right. Meantime, Cameron says troll bloggers like Sheila Gunn-Reed, whose main objective is to make themselves the story, do not deserve accreditation, that is. You can let me know what you think. You can text into 630-630. Brent in the Grove is so mad. He says, I don't care if it's Rebel or any other outlet. Can you imagine if the PCs would have done this? The world would have stopped turning in all media outlets. Stephen says members of Rebel Media do attend the Ottawa Press Gallery. Brian Lilly is the Ottawa correspondent. Yeah, they, they received a lot of staff for obvious reasons. I, I shouldn't say a lot of staff, but they are uh, significantly staffed following the, do I say the collapse of Sun News? Several high-profile former Sun News commentators are now at therebel.media. You can't say I never mentioned them anymore. My thing is, ah, I'll get to my take on this after these headlines. Who deserves media accreditation at the Alberta legislature or elsewhere? We can broaden the conversation. I mean, professional sports teams 
have debated this perhaps even more so than governments have. If you're the Edmonton Oilers or if you're the Edmonton Eskimos and someone comes to you from 630 Ched, well, it's an easy decision. We're, we're the official broadcaster of both sports teams. The, the reporters are automatically accredited by those sports teams, as would be print journalists, those reporting for television stations, other radio stations. But what about bloggers? What about about the the, the blogging that wasn't around 15 years ago that now gleans tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of page views? What do you do if you're a pro sports team? Do you start giving media accreditation to bloggers? And if so, which blogs do you grant press accreditation to? How do you pick and choose? And once you open that door, can't everybody become a blogger? Wouldn't you love a press pass to go watch your favorite hockey or football team? Sheila Gunn-Reed joined us off the top of the hour to tell us her side of the story on why she and her colleagues at Rebel Media are being denied access to government lockups, to technical briefings that are limited to accredited journalists. Phone lines are open. Interested in your take on this, 780-496-0063. We'll get to some tweets and texts in just a moment. But Mustafa's been holding the line. Good morning. Good morning. What are your thoughts on this? My thoughts is that it is completely bogus. She has the right to, like, be there and the right to, uh, to, uh, to her own opinion and the right to uh, tell the Albertan citizens and the Canadian citizens what is going on in that parliament building. And uh, the other guy, what was his name, the other guy? The second Dave Cornwallier? Yeah. He, like, like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to disrespect him, but he basically side-skirted. Like, he tried to, like, avoid the correct answer. The correct answer is that everyone, regardless of whether you are accredited or not, Every individual, as a Canadian citizen, as an Albertan citizen, as an Edmontonian resident, has the right to be there. All right, Mustafa, I appreciate the take. Thanks very much for tuning into the show. Carl, what's your take on this? Hi. um, I think uh, that we need to have some discussion about how journalists are accredited. What's the criteria? I don't Mm. know. Yeah. Uh, One of the things I observe that's been happening over the past couple of decades, really, is... um, as new types of journalism come on stream, then the, the people who are part of the, what you might call the traditional media, they tend to sort of puff their chest out about how they are serious journalists and anybody else isn't, right? Mm. Uh, once upon a time, um, this is what they were saying about talk radio. They're not serious journalists. They don't deserve to have a place at the table, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they did that at their peril because talk radio um, was doing something that they weren't doing. And, you know, Carl, I mean, a a couple of local commentators have have in past taken public shots at bloggers, and it hasn't really served them very well. No, it hasn't. And, and, I mean, they were were all over these news aggregate sites as not serious journalism, etc., etc., until down in the States the Drudge Report started... Um, uh, breaking stories that the, the, the regular media wouldn't touch. It didn't seem to. And they were kind of embarrassed at the fact 
that they had left it alone. Now, Carl, this kind of begs the question, because I'll I'll, I'll give Rebel Media credit for one thing, and that is that they do touch some stories that other people won't touch. And in doing that, they must say to absolve themselves, as I said earlier, of some responsibilities, hey, we're not journalists, we're commentators, we're not journalists. So do you see a, a... conflict there, a dichotomy there, an agency that in many times individually or, or, or collectively have said we're not journalists, now demanding or expecting the same privilege extended to journalists? I, I can understand what you're saying, and I can see where you're going, but what I would counter with is that for years we've had to endure the so-called uh, journalists at the CBC, and they are not by any means disinterested third parties. They are paid by the government. I realize there's a crown corporation between them and the government, so they're not federal public servants. I get that. But they're not disinterested third parties. They are in many ways commentators. From from a lot of these news outlets, we get commentary after commentary after commentary, and then we also get uh, just some reporting of the news. So, I mean, you can't make the claim that on one side of the ticket we've got people who are just disinterested, totally objective third parties who never do an opinion piece, and then on the other side we've got people who never do anything but opinion pieces. I mean, that's a nonsensical, false dichotomy. So what I, I go back to my original point. Uh, you know, first of all, the NDP uh, were claiming, you know, transparency in government. Well, here it is, folks. Here's NDP transparency for you right Thanks, here. Thanks, Carl. That was a good call. And, I really and, appreciate it. And listening. the other thing is I want to hear what are the criteria by which they are accredited. I think they need to come clean and tell us that. Okay, Carl. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, Sheila Gunn-Reed, who is still listening to the show, thanks for that. Sheila says, uh, the rebel checked with the legislature press gallery president, who would be Darcy Henton. Uh, she says, before we attended the ledge presser and we were cleared for takeoff. So here's the thing. There are members of the legislature press gallery, and they have, like, you know, their, their permanent ID, their photo ID. And then there are, you know, the rest of us. So if I'm going to go down and, and take in a news conference to hear what Premier Notley or, or Brian Jean or Greg Clark or whoever, Ever, uh, wants to say, then I'll go in. There's that loading dock door. You've maybe seen it to the side of the main entrance at the legislature. We check in. We show our government ID, you know, a driver's license or whatever, plus some form of media accreditation, some sort of, you know, it's like it's like a note from your mom. You know, in my case, it would be either identification that I have from Chorus Radio, 630 Chat, or maybe even a business card. And then I would be granted a media pass that I would wear on display down there at the legislature. Now, when it comes to bloggers, I mean, if I just walk in there and, and say, hey, I'm here from, you know, like jespospoliticsblog.ca, I don't know. That's why I wanted to talk to Sheila. That's why I wanted to talk to Dave Cornwyer, because I've never been in that position as a non-traditional or new media commentator. Phone lines are jammed. David, Dell, Dwayne, and Dwayne. And their other brother, Dwayne, first in line after this quick break. So who deserves press accreditation in this day and age? And what criteria can government use to decide whether or not a media commentator, a reporter, regardless of their affiliation, to decide who gets to join the party and who doesn't? Whitney on the text line says, just because Ezra Levant says he's not a journalist doesn't mean other staff at the Rebel are not journalists. Dave Cornwyer says he's not a journalist. Does that mean everyone at the Sun newspaper is not a journalist? Well, Dave's not connected to the Sun, but I'll take your point. Says, I don't think so. So therefore, you cannot label everyone at Rebel Media as non-journalists. That from Whitney. 
Stephen says this is terrifying to me that a government thinks it can decide and control the ideas and thoughts of those that report on politics. Can you imagine if Stephen Harper tried to ban his critics? There would be national outcry. Stephen goes on to talk about socialist governments in Germany in the 1930s. The implication there is a little dramatic. But he goes on to say it's important for governments to listen to the criticism of the people that put them there or they won't be there come next election. Stephen says it's a scary time for freedom and freedom of speech. Another listener says I'm pathetic, cutting off the anti-NDP callers. (laughs) As I just brought on a rebel media commentator for 15 minutes. (laughs) Strong take. David calling in from Onaway this morning. Hi, David. Hi, Ryan. What's on your mind? You're cutting everybody up that doesn't agree. The the government belongs to all of us. And it doesn't matter whether you write a blog or you work for a big organization like Post Media or whatever. Everybody should have access because it belongs to us. And this government, unfortunately, seems to have learned the lesson very quickly that if you don't talk to people, maybe you, you won't get hit in the neck with somebody complaining. But it's gonna, if, if the PCs had done this, the NDP would be screaming. Laxanan County residents have petitioned the government to investigate the county council here. They f- the government flat out refuses to answer anybody's questions. I've written to my MLA in September and October. I wrote to the Premier in October, and not once have I even had the courtesy of an answer saying thank you for your letter, because they don't want any waves, and they've got to stop doing that. They belong to us. This is not their own little fiefdom. And the sooner they learn that, the better it'll be. I was one of those strange people that didn't vote for them, but was fully prepared to give them a, you know, a reasonable crack at the, at the whip. And unfortunately, they're, all they're doing is shooting themselves in the foot, as far as I'm concerned. Thanks for the call, David. I appreciate that. On the text line, listener out of Boyle says, Stephen Harper did try to censor his critics. His government was notorious for it. I don't understand how the right wing sees themselves being persecuted at every turn, all the while complaining about how everybody else is so sensitive. Listener out of Edmonton says, I don't know, is it freedom of speech if we let a media outlet into the legislature when they promote racism? There is some content at the rebel.media that's questionable, to say the least. And and I've been pretty outspoken on that in past. You know, headline reads, Obama admits he's a follower of Islam, refers to Muslims as we in speech. You know, Ezra Levant won't say Syrian refugees. He'll say Muslim migrants. Do you want Muslim migrants coming to your Canadian forces base? That's what the prime minister wants. He wants to withdraw bombers and fund Muslim migrants getting prayer mats and Korans and bottled water. I mean, that's Ezra's take on the whole thing. Like it or not. Let's find out what Daily Dell has to say. Hi, Dell. <laughs> so I served all that time in the military and had all that stuff blow up around me for this government to sit here and decide who gets to uh, report on them and who doesn't. I'm not sure. surprised you're unimpressed. Uh, you know, just socialists being socialists. Let the press, those that disagree with us, no matter what the reason is. I thought this was the government of the new age modern technology. Have they not heard of the internet? Have they not heard that most media outlets are getting away from print? They're all going to reporting online? Like, 
Well, and that's the thing. I mean, Dell, a lot of people took issue with me bringing up, you know, the Eskimos, the Oilers, just as an example. I mean, every pro sports team's had to go through this, this decision. And people are saying you can't compare government to pro sports teams. And and I agree, one's a private entity and one's not. But the point is we have to evaluate what qualifies as a journalist these days or an outlet. I saw a print reporter lose his press credentials at an Eskimo presser when we had Machocha because the very first time they ever met this coach, one reporter mispronounced his name in the first question, and that guy lost his press credentials. That sounds like a hokey bunch of baloney no, to me. You can act, you can act, talk to Bob Stafford because we both worked at the same station at the time. Okay, and he'll I will. tell you the story. I will. But, I gotta uh, let you go, buddy. You want to wrap up in ten seconds? Uh, you know what, though? The, looking at this, this does not surprise me at all because this happens every time a left-leaning government takes over. Obama did it down in the states. He yanked media credentials to everybody down there that he didn't agree with. They're doing it here in Canada. All right, Del, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Mike G., who listens to the show from Calgary, thanks, Mike, points out. I mean, here a tweet from Sheila Gunn-Reed. I mean, your Twitter history doesn't lie. On June 17th of 2014, she tweeted, Like Old Testament God, I'd smite Iraq, Iran, and a few others. I wouldn't rely on sandbox savages for my energy needs, but that's just me. That from Sheila Gunn-Reed, who joined us off the top of the hour. So people are throwing that out there. People are saying, you know, is she professional enough for you? That's a gray area, too, if we start evaluating people's professionalism. To what code do you hold columnists, even columnists with traditional media? There's a question. Dwayne and Dwayne is where we'll go on the phone lines right after this. Always appreciate Mimi Williams listening into the show. You've likely read her work. She writes for several different publications, uh, an unabashed supporter of the NDP. Mimi tweets, neutrality is not at issue here. I write for pay and hold biases. It's about respect. Show none, get none. She says, I've written about Alberta politics for years. I never had a problem with access to PC cabinet ministers or Alberta legislature pressers. They knew I was NDP, but I was respectful and I didn't make stuff up and I gave credit where it was due and they were happy to talk. She says, you can't poop all over someone's house and expect them to invite you back in. That's not censorship. It's rug preservation. <laughs> that from Mimi, creative way of saying it. Although, Mimi, it kind of comes across as censorship. The optics are bad. Not that this government's mastered optics on any other front recently. Dwayne's been holding the line out of Camrose. Hi, Dwayne. I just got finished chuckling about the poop on the carpet. Yeah, that was, and, and, I, and I had to PGify it. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to keep it uh, as much away from the, the dislike I have for the NDP, and just put it in as this: any government that sanctions or takes away people's rights to report or be there, that that is such a dangerous place. That is. That is. <laughs> for a lack of a better term, that's communism, that's socialism, that's so many things that are wrong. And it doesn't matter if you support the NDP or the Wild Rose or you're a liberal, you should be terrified of not having your voice heard, ever. It's just unreal that they're, they're trying this, you know, and for qualifying a journalist when the rebel media has more than a million hits i think that kind of qualifies them as you know they should be there to tell the their point of view 
And, you know, all the NDP are doing now is just adding cannon fodder to, to the rebel. I whether agree there, like Dwayne. Thanks for holding like the line. I, I appreciate you calling and, and chiming in. Uh, other Dwayne has been holding the line. Uh, Dwayne, I apologize, uh, but I've got 45 seconds for you. So go ahead. The floor is yours. Uh, uh, morning, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I just totally agree with that gentleman and a few other people who called in. And uh, I think freedom of speech should be for everybody, especially in a free democratic society. And it's just like the media, the media like, I used to watch The Rebel, and I was so depressed when it went off, because it gave you the other side of the uh, uh, of the story. And you watch stuff on Europe and that on the media. They give you 20, 30 seconds, and that's it. And then they'll talk about something meaningless for half an hour. And, I mean, a lot of people don't even know what's going on in Europe, because the media doesn't want us to know what's going on in, in Europe. And uh, I just think there's too much... Uh, censorship these days in the media and 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 uh, the government and everything else all right Dwayne, i've got to cut you off but i really appreciate you calling in and, and thanks for contributing to the conversation that's why these are so important so the point that Dwayne's making about news that's not being reported mainstream still sees the light of day we'll ask tristan hopper what he thinks about this the national post reporter in studio after these headlines